0: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Playing
1: music. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the January... Burl-Cauley Set up Leadership professional Institute audio and audio training. settings.
2: Close. Uh, Press CMD plus tilde to open pop up. we have a full
1: house here, but I want to thank Danette as our host and Herbie as our man wearing many hats, streaming and connecting us and all kinds of things. Uh, so thank you for volunteering your time. Um, so we kind of have a full agenda this evening. So I'm I'm gonna go over it. But joining me here on the panelist side is Doug Powell, just in case I falter. He's he's here to pick up the pieces, um, and I appreciate that. And I know there's some other members of of the burl Leadership Training Committee in, in the audience, and thank you for being here and thank each of you for attending. We are going to discuss what kind of is a hot topic in ACB from well, I don't know, January till March, and then it kind of picks up again. And anyway, uh, we're going to talk about our AMMS, ACB's member management system. And so um, what we're going to do, we have four people. We have Nancy Becker, who's Miss AMMS, uh, and she's going to talk for a little bit, and then we're going to open it up for a few questions Uh pretty much related to what she talked about. Uh, then Cheryl Cummings from the Multicultural Affairs Committee is going to talk with us. And I'll introduce each one. And then we have two affiliate representatives that are going to tell us how they use MMS, uh, a MMS to uh, help their affiliate run smoothly. So, Nancy, we are going to have you be the leadoff hitter. And Nancy's going to talk about the importance of verifying that your members' contact information is correct um, and how you can change settings. Some of those settings are hidden, but some of that stuff I didn't know. And how how you guys can, as users of AMMS, can create reports. And then Nancy's going to probably tell us other things that we don't know about. So, Nancy, take it away. And thank nope. you very much for coming this evening.
3: Thank you, Donna. So for me in this type, this part of the world, you know what January is? It means putting on long underwear, your sweats, and sitting in front of the <laughs> fireplace just to try to keep warm. But for those who are in charge of membership, this is the beginning of certification. So I would like to thank you guys for coming on tonight. Um, for some of you, The beginning of certification means you just pull out that membership list in whatever form you have, and you wait for the members to call you or to fill out forms, and then you update your information. So, one thing I want to say is, however, ACB has a membership platform to help you with tracking your information, sorting your information by chapters, and if ACB has updated profile information, you will automatically receive that updated information in a timely man- manner. Sorry about that, you guys. So first, a everybody talks about AMMS. What does that mean? So this was started, I think, way back in 2012, and it's called the Affiliate Membership Management System. And this is a terrific way for not only just you tracking stuff, but you can get reports and you can sort your data and it can also help you with sending out information to people who are members or people that are associated with your affiliate. So one thing you want to do is when you update your member information, please be sure that you're only updating information that has been verified. So if I'm going to, I'm going to pick on Donna tonight. So every time I have a, an example, it's going to be a Donna example. So let's say I verified Donna's information last year and I pull up my, you know, my form and I'm looking at it and I go into MMS and well, you know what, looks like somebody changed his information and I didn't talk to Donna this year, but I'm just going to change it back because I think she's at the same spot where she was last year we are going to ask that you if you have not called Donna and verified her information, please don't change it because Donna may belong to another state or special interest affiliate who has received updated information and they changed it in AMS for you already. So then you don't have to. Um, we would like you to provide email addresses whenever possible. And the reason for this is so that um, we can reach out to our members and provide updates to them. Um, another thing is when you guys are looking on the record screen, if you are trying to update your membership information, there is a field in there that's called chapters. And if you have a larger affiliate, you can sort this field by chapters and go through. You know, let's say you're let's say you're um, verifying your information by chapters. That way, you can put all the same chapter at the top, sort through them, update that information, and then go on to the next chapter. Um, Another thing that you can use, uh, use AMMS for is if someone hasn't renewed with your affiliate, you might still want to have them associated with you guys because you might want to reach out to them at a later date. So if they don't renew I would not recommending just automatically deleting them after the first year or two. I can tell you that we have people who have been members at large of the national organization. And I think when we sent out letters at the end of December, we sent letters out to people who had not renewed as member at largest and were not part of a state or special interest affiliate for like three or four years. And we've had people who have come back to be members. So it's always useful to keep um, people's names with your affiliate, even though they haven't um, renewed with you. Um, the reason and then what you can do with this is when you want to send a letter out to them, you can just go to um, you can just go to the spot that there's an export that you can do in Excel. You can export this information in AMMS from AMMS as an Excel spreadsheet. And then you can this, use this spreadsheet to email your members, and this is this is a great way for easily sending um, information to your members. So you can send one email out. You copy all the all the email addresses that you have in that Excel spreadsheet, and paste it into the blind copy. Hit the send, and you potentially could have just reached out to 100 members, 200 members or it could be as few as 50 members all at one time. So if you're taking care of um, renewing your memberships, this is the easy way to reach out to them. Donna did make a comment about the membership records individuals having some special fields. Let me get into one of them before I can say anything about it. So each person who is a user in AMMS can, ch- there's several fields they can choose to have shown on the record screen or hidden. Um, one of the, um, the fields that can be hit. Well, it's not a field. Something that can be hidden is dispatch emails. So as you're updating your, your membership information and you hit submit, you can choose to get an email just to verify that it has gone through. Or, if you really don't want to get all those emails, you can hit no and you will never get an email once something has been submitted. Um, One of the fields that can be shown or hidden is country. So, I know there's an affiliate that's been updating um, a lot of, or updating and adding a lot of new members recently. And they did not realize that they had the display country as no, so it was hidden. So when they were getting people from other countries than the U.S., they weren't able to put the country in there. So I had changed that to yes. So now they can see the um, the country that they, they can see the country field, and they can update it. The other um, the other field that is you can display or hide is the gender. So if you display gender, yes, you will see that on the record sc- screen. And I will say that I would not hide that one. I think it's important that we try to collect our, our members information, not only with gender, but also ethnicity. The other item is, is there is fields that are called custom fields that each affiliate can make on their own and they can make up to 10 custom fields and it's not something that we have in our it doesn't get exported into our donor database acbs but you guys actually can um put whatever you want in there as i'm looking at this there's one affiliate that is using all 10. you can put in there you know if you've got birth dates from them you can track when they've paid it what years they've paid it if they're a life member Um, I see one here that says they want to know what newspaper format there that this member wants. All these 10 fields can be filled in however you wish. And when you export um, your membership information to a spreadsheet, all these fields will show for you guys. Um, The other thing is in AMMS, there is also what we call a help tab. And if you are new to using AMMS, there's some introductory training there's um there's audio training in here there's jaws training and there's nvda training along with the 2024 member certification schedule now one thing i'm sure you guys have heard about there's been a little bit of chatter on this one of the email lists that there's people that are using jaws that are having i don't want to say a hard hard time but they're ha- they're being challenged with AMMS, and this is something that has to do with JAWS, and I am working with someone from tra- JAWS to try to get this fixed for you guys, okay? Do I have any questions at all? So if there's any questions, raise oh, no. your
4: hand. One hand is raised. I do see just a sec. Okay. Um, just a sec. uh uh-uh.
1: Come
4: on. Work with me, Mary. You can unmute.
5: Hi, hi. Good evening. Can you hear me? We can. Hello? Okay, great. Hi, thank you. Um, so, um, hi, Nancy. And Nancy, you've always been so helpful um, in helping us work with AMMS. Um, you mentioned that if once you export to excel you can send out um a number of emails to members you know in, in one email you know copy and paste them in an email do you know if there's a limit i mean i have i was always hesitant to do that not knowing how many emails i could put you know i could send out in one email
4: you
5: know, i have I, was-
3: <laughs> I have done up to three four hundred at one time I do not, there's mm-hmm. um, someone else in here probably could answer it better, but I don't know if there is a limit on your p- personal emails from when you send out, because sometimes when mm-hmm. you're sending out too many emails, it'll block you.
5: Yes,
2: that yeah, was my so, concern. Yeah. yeah, so
3: for me, if I send out under 500, ah. I am good.
2: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So this if is you- Carrie, and um, it, it really depends on who your email provider is. And, and I don't know which mm-hmm. the limit is for which one, but I, I do know it depends on who you're using for your right. email.
5: Do you and know how I can find that out? How I could find your email find provider?
0: <laughs> talk to your provider, perhaps. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm.
1: guess the first thing we do, talk to whoever your email okay. provider is. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. other
0: thing Nancy, you or, could... mo- or moderator, can I inject a brief comment? Go ahead, John. Okay. Um, Anthony you had mentioned, and of course, it's a good protocol to check with the person- <sighs> But I think it's also a good idea. I don't know if people know, in the last column, there are three links, view, edit, and delete. Edit is the one you will use most frequently. But if you want to check what what the last action taken on a person's record was, you can go to view and then just scroll down through all the myriad fields. There is a field called reason for edit god willing the person who last tampered with the data on that person's record has made a notation as to why said action was done if not well guess what or if the person was a johnny or Janie on the spot and actually used the direct link assuming they knew their membership number and saw to it themselves in other words just updated their data You can do that directly, and I wish more people would take ownership of that rather than punting it on the AMS manager or the AMS honcho for for their uh, affiliates. But if you view the record, or you can do this in edit too and then cancel, but if you view it, you should see who who last touched the record and why, assuming that they thought like a programmer and saw fit to include that information.
3: That is very, very good idea, John. I forget about that. I w- I go there once in a blue moon, but I do know that there has been times where we've had questions as to who made a change or when the last change was made. And when you go back to the record edit reason, that is very helpful. Oh, no. And Mary, the other the other thing I was going to say to you is, you know, if you want to send out mass emails, if you if you're unsure how high your um, internet provider will let you send stuff out. You can go- take like one through 99, send those out one day, 100 through 199, send those out the next day. So as long as you're sending them out in smaller batches, hmm. a lot of times that does not, it won't whitelist you or anything like that.
2: Oh. All right. I, um, Back to the reason issue in the database, you know, why the change when I first took the the training, it was suggested, which I do. I put the date, I put my initials, and what I did,
4: okay.
2: um, mm-hmm. and and I think that's um, a a good thing because then you're like, because because I've went in there, and other things have changed on people, and I'm like, well, where did that come from? Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> so, right. Hmm. all right.
1: The you, hands, um, yes. Hands in it? Okay. Um,
4: the next one is Christine Hun- Huntinger. And All you have right. two more hands after that.
5: Okay. Um, is there a way that uh, I'm sure some people want their records to show that one affiliate uses one email address and another affiliate uses a second email address. But whoever gets there first on AMMS, that's that's the address that ACB seems to use. Right. So it, it
3: it can be different. So how do you do that? So what happens is what we, we you can have what I call a little bit of bouncing. So let's say Donna, I'm gonna pick down Donna again. <laughs> okay. I change I change your email address to a Yahoo. Christine, you come along and go, No, it's not, it's a Gmail. You change it to Gmail, that's what's gonna be in the system. And now let's say John McCann goes, uh no, she is Um, something else and he changes it the last person to make that change is what will stay in our system Mm
4: -hmm. so
3: that that's another reason you want to be careful what you're changing so Mm -hmm. sometimes like the the vision status will change back and forth because Mm -hmm. different affiliates have different things in their records
5: Mm -hmm. okay well the only reason I ask is because I do know that I've seen people Within our affiliate, who on different email lists use different emails, so they can keep track of things. And so, oh. Oh. so therefore, they then, when you know, their official email address for the org- for the affiliate is such and such, and for another affiliate, they may say, "Well, I want to sort that email into a different email address," and so they give that affiliate a different one. So there's no way for um for us to keep more than one address on the acb list
3: in the donor database no but you're also referring to the like the listserv which Um, is our groups well not
5: really no i'm just saying when when somebody gives their certification information to my affiliate and they say well you know they gave all their information to our affiliate because they want our affiliate to use their um groups.io address or their, you know, whatever their Gmail address, and then they have another affiliate that they like to keep track of that affiliate um, information with, um, with a, yeah, I, a different I get,
3: one. You know, I get what you're saying. Yeah, we do not have a way, a way to, to store that. a separate email address okay. for each affiliate. Okay. right. Okay. So next, we have
4: Donna Browning. All right. So, um, my question is not how to operate, but you know how this system is, it sounds similar to the, um, donation system. And I'm sure there's people who are new listening. Uh, can you make, can you tell the, tell us the difference so that, um, when people hear that they're not confused?
3: What, what do you mean by the donations? So
4: the, um, you know how they come, um, like when we, Asked to donate to
3: oh MMS yes 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 okay so
4: just tell the difference okay that people understand
3: okay MMS is affiliate management member system and that has to do with tracking our membership numbers MMS is monthly monetary support and that is a recurring donation that you're giving to ACB
1: and I just want to add with the AMMS uh There's uh, each affiliate has, you know, one or two people that are basically certified in a sense to use it. They have a username and password to log into that. So not everybody can just jump into the AMMS system and you tinker with it.
3: And that is the people who can use AMMS is defined by the president. So the president, if there needs to be a change within your affiliate, it has to come from your president. I can't have Donna calling me up and just say, hey, put me on um, BRL. I'll be doing their their membership information. I wouldn't put Donna on there because I did not hear from the BRL president.
1: Any other questions for so Nancy? Next job, Greg wants neither. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Greg.
6: Nancy, um, with regarding email, and maybe affiliates can speak to this too, but I'm wondering, I, this is more of an I wonder. I wonder if there's any advantage to using the, um, you know, BCCing the list of our members versus, you know, the actual listserv that uh, ACB has. And I'm going to mute and just, you know, that we have on ACB. Um i 'm of course representing students um um but um I I wonder the, more of an I wonder more of a pondering kind of thing like what would be the most effective I guess um but that's maybe for a later discussion so thank you
3: um I'm I'm not I, I do know a little bit about the listserv, so if I'm wrong, some of you can, you know, jump in and tell me I'm wrong, but your listserv is you have people who join your listserv, you have people you can remove from your listserv, that isn't the same as your membership information, so you potentially, if you had the listserv, you could be sending emails out to people who are members, are not members, somebody you wanted to be just associated with, but you would need to how do I say it, update the list served so it matches your membership if you want to send stuff out to all your members. So you sort of be doing a double tracking. I know some affiliates do have a list, list serve and some of them don't.
1: No more okay. hands at this time. No more hands. Okay, so we're going to, um, thank you, Nancy. and You're welcome to stay, but we understand if you have to go. Nancy puts in a lot of hours every day and we thank you for being here. I will hang in
3: here in case there's questions.
1: All right. Well, sit by the fireplace and, and, and you know, stay Keep my warm. toes warm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to turn it over to Cheryl Cummings. Cheryl is chair of the Multicultural Affairs Committee, and she's going to talk about the importance of a couple of fields that
6: sometimes get left uh, empty. <laughs> Go ahead, Cheryl. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, and... um and so I'm talking about the two questions and the fields that Nancy mentioned that for some affiliates might be hidden. Um, and this is the gender and race and eth- ethnicity um, um, fields. So they're not mandatory. They're optional. Um, but I still really want to encourage people to... This year, when you're gathering the information, you know, turn those fields on and ask your members to identify uh, gender and uh, race and ethnicity. Um, so let me just say, you know, we're asking um, certainly because the numbers will help ACB as it um seeks donations. Um, We're asking um, also because, again, helping ACB to be an organization that when we start talking about the sort of composition of our membership, that we actually know what we're talking about. Um, So we're trying to gather some data. Um, And I suppose the other important part is that this information is confidential. So it's confidential in the sense that the AMMS system is confidential, right? So um, giving the information to uh, the person in your organization who calls and asks for it is in no way, you know, it's, 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 it's information that is protected. Um, the, the As I said, the impetus for doing this was really uh, the organization's commitment as ACB's commitment to gathering data having information that we can use and um, I truly just want to encourage everybody to take advantage of this and to submit the answer um, I think one of the things that We've asked people to do is we've we've made it very clear to uh, membership chairs and people who assist with the certification process, right? that we need to ask our members. So uh, I like, i I'll pick on Donna too. I can't guess <laughs> I can go, I think, and then I just add something in. Um, because we really want the, da- the data to reflect our memberships. I think at present, um, we have about 33, maybe 35% of uh, all members who respond to this uh, qu- these questions. And I think, you know, with the effort of everyone who's on this call, um, I think we can increase that number. Because uh, we really would like to be able to, you know, when people ask us for grants or when we're applying for grants and we have to talk about the demographics of our membership, the being able to answer those questions using real numbers rather than sort of general generalities, um, I think strengthens the the validity of the grant that we're submitting. Similarly. Um, you know, for organ- for chapters, if you decide, if a chapter decide that, you know, we really want to make sure that our chapter is reflective of our community, um, again, having solid data on what your community um, looks like uh, can can help you. So I don't have too, too much to say other than to encourage and um, encourage and encourage everyone who's listening to turn on those fields, gender and ethnicity and race, and to um, ask the questions of your members and to complete the data. That's it.
3: So Cheryl, I would like to tag on to you with something that you were talking about with confidentiality. Mm-hmm. So if you are the membership records person, like like Cheryl said, it is not for the membership records person to pass that information on to somebody who's simply inquiring. That is confidential. So if if somebody needs some information, they can call our office. And if we feel that it is something that they need to get, we can give that to them. The other thing that we do in our office is let's say Cheryl's calling and asking for Donna's email address or wants to call her. And I'm like, you know, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will call Donna or email Donna and CC you on it and if Donna wants to, she can reply. But in no way should we be handing out um, our membership information to anybody who inquires. The other thing when Cheryl was talking about um, gender and ethnicity, when we get calls in the office or are helping somebody register, one of the questions that I see, if I see something's not filled out, I'll say, hey, would you be interested in filling these out? We have this and I'll, I'll give them their options. Or I say you can choose not to answer. I would almost guess three-fourths of the time they give us that information. So it's just a simple ask.
1: So, Nancy, I, 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 I just wanted to ask a question real quick. In in the um, members.acb.org, is, is the gender and ethnicity fields in, in there, too? I can't remember. I have to look. It's been so long since I've been in there for any you know, like changing anything or, you know, and I, I just can't remember if it's there.
3: Because that it, could it be was, helpful. This
2: is Carrie. It was um, when I filled it out
1: for myself at one point.
3: It that, is it is in there, Done. I'm looking at it right okay. now, and it so is in there. if
1: we could encourage our members to go in there and complete that themselves, that would be helpful, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. yeah. Well, I sure, would think it would be.
7: You, here's, here's the thing that I think would be useful uh, overall. Uh, I know that uh, everybody on this call is probably getting their information from chapter presidents and stuff like that. So um, and it's difficult to get a phone team together to uh, to get all, you know, to get to fill in the blanks. Um, so what I'm what I recommend is that you guys work with your chapter, uh, your chapter membership people and create the cre- Give them the fields that are in the amMF system and put those on a membership uh, renewal form, uh, especially if you're doing, a, you know, some, some affiliates are doing it, you know, on a computer, you know, online. And so it's not a big deal to create the fields that are in the AMMS system on your membership form. And then it's up to the person, you know, it's up to the member to fill it in or not, but at least you've asked the question. I think a lot of uh, chapters, you know, they just ask for the check or the, or the cash if they're meeting face-to-face, you know, when, when membership t- comes around and they don't even bother to fill out a form. So uh, I guess it's, you know, it's, it's a request to, you know, go back to the form and see if you can get uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the information that usually is left out.
1: AABT has done that. We've um, totally updated our membership form and we've asked every member to fill it out because we've also added additional fields, uh, which, you know, are, are common to teachers and so that we can best match when when we get requests for assistance, we can match them with the right people. So we, we added additional fields, but that was our time to also update the membership form to put those uh, uh, gender and ethnicity fields in, in there and have people, you know, fill their own out. And then and then we just update the database then. Okay. Are there any uh, questions from the audience for Cheryl?
4: No hands right now, but when I say that, somebody is going to do it.
1: That's so, usually yeah. what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank you, Cheryl. And maybe hang around because somebody might think of a question. And um, so we're going to – the last part of this is going to be from two affiliate representatives who have had a good bit of experience using AMMS. Uh, One state affiliate, uh, Carrie Muth from Oregon, and then a special interest affiliate, John McCann from BITS, who I think has been very, very busy in AMMS here lately,
0: you don't
4: so, want to
1: know, Donna. Yeah. Well, I'm-
4: Herbie
6: has a hand raised, so maybe he's oh, okay. coming in I'll clubhouse.
1: Okay. okay, yeah. Hold on. Let's see what what do you have there, Herbie? Um, as soon Let as he get... comes
6: up on stage, oh, yeah, yeah. we've got a question from Armando Hernandez. Okay. Sorry, looks Donna. like you're done That's talking. It. So we'll
2: lower your hand in eight seconds.
1: Hello, Armando.
2: Hand Here's lowered. Armando.
6: He is on stage. Okay. Yep. Look for the mutants on the bottom right of hand of your screen. Are
1: you there, Armando?
6: Sometimes in Clubhouse, the mute button is lost. (laughs) It's 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 the sparkly one come on yeah. i just feel <laughs> that it sort of vanishes you're like where is it <laughs> can we proceed
1: and and if he gets unmuted you know we can kind yeah, of stop go and 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 yes. help or you know take care yeah. of his yeah. Con- yeah. question or comment mm-hmm. um okay so uh carrie we're gonna start with you and Oregon and and um I, I guess one thing I, I'd like for you to share with the group is is how you use AMMS, uh, what additional fields you, you know, add and and why you did that. And, and also, really, how do you gather the information for your members?
2: Sure. So um, each of our chapters have a membership person. So we just rely on that person to gather information. Um, the members for their chapter and then they have to turn it into to to myself and our other database person um by a certain you know by February 15th to give us time to to update things so that's kind of how we depend on gathering it and you know this has been a challenge with the new fields um that were talked about and so um we actually had um a member Cassie Trosper who's our secretary and she's involved in a lot of stuff um in ACB you know, she, she, last year, I think it was, or the year before, she started calling a lot of members to try to gather that your information. Your default speaker um, has changed to AirPlay and will now be used. Um, <clears throat> Your default speaker cha- has changed you know, we, to well, AirPods cha- um, um, Max and this will this now be used. Your default speaker has changed to Corsair Void Elite USB Gaming Headset and will now be used. You know, we, we have a couple chapters that are, you know, have 30 members plus, but None of them are very tech savvy. You know, they may have a couple people. And so, you know, there's a lot more of them having to personally gather that information to get it to us. So, um, you know, one of our biggest conversations is creating an online form for our website to get that information, which is, you know, something um, we're going to be working on. But not all of our members are going to be able to do that. So, you know, just problem solving that, like, okay, can we have a couple volunteers that are willing, okay, hey, it's time to renew and then they call and, you know, may- maybe they call some members, um, reach out to specific members to help get that updated. You know, th- that's just another way to problem solve some of that. So, what we do with some of those extra fields, um, <clears throat> one extra field we use is our newsletter, um, and what format that is. And ironically, we have quite a few members that ha- have their um, our newsletter different than their Braille Forum newsletter preference. And so maybe they're getting their Braille Forum um, electronically, but they really want a Braille copy of our um, quarterly newsletter. So that's been kind of interesting when I do this. Um, so, you know, we have that. Another um, thing I started doing was chapter offices, you know, are they holding well, state and chapter offices. So are they holding offices and what those are? Um, So that's helpful. So if I wanted to send out an email to all of the chapter um, officers, for example, I could easily sort that like Nancy was talking about sort the Excel spreadsheet and, you know, get those emails. I have other methods too, which we all use. Right. But (laughs) Um, so So chapter offices, the other problem that I'm having, and actually Nancy may be able to help problem solve this one, is, you know, that chapters field is great. However, we now have a special interest affiliate, an Oregon AAVL, OAAVL, and we're likely to have another special interest affiliate shortly. And so we get members that are involved in more than one um, of our chapters. And so that one chapter field is not adequate. So I'm putting it in as a using one of those extra fields. But I don't know if there's some way to fix that on the database itself, because then I'm sorting on a couple fields, right? You know, my, my other solution I thought of doing was just listing all the chapters using some of those 10 spots. But that's going to use up all of our extra space. So if I listed each chapter uh, as one of them, you know, there's um, seven of our ten spaces. Um, So I don't know, Nancy, if you have any ideas on how that might help, you know, how that could help um, if you have people in more than one chapter. So are you you saying...
3: I'm not, I'm unmuted. So are you saying they're part of a chapter and a special interest affiliate within your state?
2: Yeah. So they're like part of two chapters in our state. Oh, because so we, because we have local chapters and then we have a couple of special interest chapters. So they'll, they'll be, you know, so we don't, we don't limit people. They can be members of multiple chapters.
3: I would think you could just make it a, lo- that chapter name, a longer name. Couldn't you, Carrie? We'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, or we'll can talk get about a that tomorrow.
2: Idea. But yeah, but yeah. So so that that b- does become a problem in in sorting the the yeah. spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, that was a big issue. So you know, we might find you know some good solution, and maybe it could be incorporated some training stuff or something. Yeah,
3: yeah. I would say, but, what was it? Probably about four years ago, we didn't even have a chapter field in there. And we added mm-hmm. that because we had people asking about that. So this might be an opportunity for us. So let's talk about yeah. it, Carrie tomorrow, see if it's something that yeah. would be useful.
2: Yeah. And, and you know, the other thing I like about that chapter field is just it's a, a good verification tool. Like I can sort it by the chapter and then, you know, I can double check and make sure, oh, do my numbers align with the same numbers um, in there? So it's a good um but that's kind of what, what I do with the the database, um, Donna. I think that's what he's kind of looking for.
1: Yep. Yeah. So we'll have John share, and then um, we'll open it up for questions. So, John. Great. Okay. Uh, yep. I'm, Tell us about BITS.
0: Okay. My computer audio is unmuted. That means you, you should be you, able to hear me. You're good.
1: We, we uh, can for, hear you very well.
0: Yes. Very well. Okay. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, this is one of my favorite subjects because I'm geeky or weird or OCD or something like that, which I think you sort of have to have elements of that in order to find database management intriguing and at a certain level fun, although uh, that's been tested somewhat given the dues moratorium the bits is engaged in and the flood that's, that, that's come in. Uh, but I don't want to talk about that so much here, but uh, first of all, I want to say um, that The complexion of your affiliate-specific fields is most likely going to be different depending on whether you're a state affiliate or a special interest affiliate. The BITS currently doesn't have chapters. That's not something I really encourage because it becomes a tug-of-war between, you know, who's supreme, the state or the special interest affiliate when somebody's a member and this double collection of dues and all this. But let me just talk about the fields that we have. At the end of the day, the fact of the matter is that any of our affiliates in this organization are, if they are, and practically all are, the separately incorporated uh, corporations, especially you know, the, the chartered, whatever you want to say. The fact of the matter is, they can have different record dates. They may hold their meetings at different times, etc. That is true of biz. I mean, we're incorporated in the District of Columbia, as is GDY. A lot of special interest affiliates are because it's the way it was done um, back in the day. And there's nothing wrong with that, though it did present some challenges when the new corporate nonprofit corporation statute was enacted, uh, came into effect on uh, January 1st of 2012. So with that as background, we have, I think, six affiliate fields now. Uh, BITS certified, because that is not always going to be synchronous with ACB certified. I'm still confused about DPID certification. I think that would be in sync with BIT certification at the end of our reporting period. But the fact of the matter is, not that we could put it into AMS until the, the AMS database opens up again. But, um, well, well, let's say in August, I'm not so much going to worry about whether somebody is certified for ACB purposes. But we received our money, and yeah, we'll make good on that. But the minute we receive money, we consider the person certified for uh, BIT's purposes, and that certification for the year closes on uh, October thirty first, midnight on October thirty first, or zero hundred hours on the first of November. After that, you cannot join bits uh, in order to honor the record date record date requirement. Um, we usually hold our annual meeting the first Wednesday of the month, anytime between the, the first Wednesday, maybe a few days thereafter. So the first field is bit certified, which in our case, given how we manage our organization is not coterminous, if you will, with DPID um, with or ACB certification. Second field is membership. You're a full member? You're a BITS Life member? You're a student member? Are you a um, missing one? Uh, uh, yeah, all right, well, we'll just hold with those. And it's been spoken of before, these fields aren't going to be real useful to you unless you have some facility with sorting in Excel. It's really not all that complicated. First of all, you do have to have headings. If you have no headings, you can't sort. But you go to the, let's say, Bits Certified. You go there, and what I would like to do is you hit Alt-A, T, then you do Alt-Down Arrow, and the first time it says S, which doesn't make much sense. Next time it will say sort A to Z. Well, I, you know, I actually want sort Z to A so that the S's will show up first. So at the end of the day, let's say on November 1st, assuming that the database is up to date, anyone who wasn't certified, I will just uh, go down to where the no's start um, in that field and arrow down till there's no more data in that field and um, hit alt, no, hit, hit control, delete, uh, no, control, select, uh, back, with oh, the dash, control dash, and bang, all those no's are gone. You have now created a spreadsheet with all the bits certified. Uh, if you want to know when memberships, the, the next field we have is after uh, membership category is membership expires, either expires on December 31st or 23, 24, 25. So many people have made so many advance payments that some are actually out to uh, 12, 31, 26. Okay. You can sort on that field. Next is method of payment, which has almost become superfluous because I can't remember the last time I saw a check. Um, date of last payment, we put that in there. And then notes. Uh, some people will submit their payment under their corporate name. Uh, uh, let's say Joe's Fabulous Radio Extravaganza. And that is, he's got a business account. And when we get a, uh, when we get a, uh, a payment from Joe Bonanno... It's always under this corporate name. Uh, For the sake of progeny, you want to, again, document so that they're not thrown for a loop. Notes is good. And most recently, we created a field for moratorium. I don't know how long we'll keep it, but we're going to put a yes in that field or just leave it blank. You don't have to have no, but that will be a way to quickly uh, filter on that field and get all the moratorium participants. Um, If you're in a state affiliate and you were a policy wonk or a geek, You might want to have state legislative district, congressional district. Uh, Those are two fields that jump out. Newsletters format. That's also. Now, I do have and I'm glad something was said about JAWS because it's really creating a headache. And I hope uh, I'm glad that it's now become a matter of direct communication between the people who know AMS inside and out, who, who you know, basically the keeper of the gate and people in JAWS because things are taking about three times as long as they should. And I'm about ready to try to find my uh, computer that has JAWS 2022 on it to see if that'll do any better. They did something in 2024, and if you updated 2023 like I did, then it replicates 2024 and being super slow. But um, uh, I forgot what I was going to talk about. Um, but sorting on fields, That's that's important. I've gone through, I gave you the bullet on how to do that. Um, uh, i'm brain cramping. and i'm not i don't have that brain i used to have so i'll you know just stand down for a questions and if i think of what it was i wanted to say okay.
4: and
2: and this is carrie again i i would like to add another um category we're going to add this year is member since because our membership um committee has decided to you know, honor members. So, like this last convention, we had some fifty-plus year members that got little plaques, Ooh. and so, um, so we're trying to track that. And of course, there's no record on a lot of people, and so we're just going based on when people state. Um, <clears throat> and I did reach out to Nancy about this, and it, you know, when AMMS came on, it, it hasn't been tracked in ACB National, so. You know, that's another cool kind of idea to track um, is, you know, when did they join ACD? I like that. I
0: do remember what it was I want to say, and it could be fairly important. I've been doing a lot of work with the BIT stuff, and something has me somewhat concerned, so I'm glad Nancy has stuck around. There is somebody from State X, Affiliate Y, okay? So uh, that person has joined BITs. And I was going through the bits specific fields, and I saw data in those fields that, based on what that data was, I have to believe was from state, you know, affiliate Y data. In other words, the data from that state affiliate. Uh, there were initials that led me to believe that that was a chapter notation. Although why you need to do that now, it, it could have been just artifacts left over from a previous time. But I'm very concerned that there's no overlap or, like, you know, bits isn't seeing New York's data or overwriting New York special uh, field data when we do our special fields. Um, If Nancy, if you want to so, so you're
1: saying when when you went into the bits special fields, you you already saw data there.
0: Yeah, data that was not consistent with anything we would write or track uh, for bits. Right. Ooh. So I just made a note of it because if I get a call from that person or that affiliate and saying who the hell was monkeying, monkeying around with, yeah. well, I said, actually, if you look at the view, I couldn't deny it. I mean, uh, and nor would I, I mean, just I, I exhibit right. more integrity than that. But if this becomes an issue, the more people that use these special fields, actually this is going to come up with a vengeance because there's quite a few Oregonians who have joined Bit. So Carrie, you and I may have a chance to, Discern this with the, <laughs> sooner than we would wish to, if in fact that's a problem and not just an aberration of the artifact of data that was left straggling behind from the affiliate. I'm trying to, you know, preserve confidentiality. You know,
3: yeah, John, I'm not sure how that would happen because every affiliate has their own information. Um, mm. The only thing I can think of is I do have some people who are. Membership records people of more than one organization.
0: Well, what yeah, people want you. Will, your volume was low.
3: Oh. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, now she, she was over by the fireplace. Yes, I, yes, I was. <laughs> hmm. um, the only thing I can think that might be happening is if somebody was a membership records person of several different affiliates and accidentally put it in the wrong affiliate. But okay. you should you should not be able to put anything in Donna's affiliate's information.
0: Yeah. I mean, it but should be specific to the affiliate. You, and if you, if you, you still have
3: it in there, John, give me a call. Yeah, I, well, I would say. I, I deleted
0: it, it, but if I get a call from the state, then you'll get a call.
1: <laughs> yeah. Something. I mean, if anybody sees anything like that, you know, let Nancy know.
0: Cause yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. It's only do happened we, once.
1: Yeah. Do we have Less any questions from the audience? Not at this time. oh now we do (laughs) of course we were so thorough and complete (laughs) who do we have
4: marion you can unmute
5: hi thank you um john you you mentioned um a way of being i think you mentioned using control dash when you are in the
1: certification Uh, she got muted, I think.
0: Okay. Control dash is what you would use after you've selected either rows. Rows you would select by holding down the shift and doing a down arrow. If you want to do real sort of gang operations, you can hit page down and and select about 15, 16 at a time. I mean, if I want to go from record 245 to the end of the spreadsheet at 528, then I really don't want to press the down arrow, uh, 200 some odd times. I mean, you sort of can, and blind people get used to that because you might overshoot and then you got to go up. It's, we do what we have to do as blind people. But if you want to select rows, you hold down the shift. If you want to select columns, um, then you hold down control. If you just want to select a single column, it's control space. A single row would be a control space, um, shift space. And then you're, Control dash will delete, and in the case of rows, I think you know adjust cells like delete rows, or you have to use your arrow. I, I can do a tutorial on on with, about that with anyone who needs it. But creating special fields is not going to be very useful to you unless you know how to sort, unless you know how to really hack up a spreadsheet and save a copy of that spreadsheet somewhere because you you don't want to ruin it and then do something crazy and have to replicate the spreadsheet or go back and re-download or, or lose a lot of work. So get get it, like, when I download from the Excel export, and I've done it any number of times, so, like, it labels it in my downloads folder as members16.xlsx, um, or whatever it does. Yep. So I... First of all, you have to hit F6 and down arrow to permit editing because you won't be able to do any editing on it without taking that step. After you take that step, um, get it out to another location so you can always go back to that member 16XLS, hack it up elsewhere so if you screw it up, you, you have a, an allegorical cyber piton to go back to as you ascend the rock face. Does that make sense?
4: So, Donna, you have five minutes and one hand. Okay. The so end. let's take this. Yeah. Okay, mine will be very quick. Somebody made mention of having as their as in their uh, customizable fields, congressional districts and legislative districts. My question is: Is in the fields that you fill out for demographics, um, does it include county within your state?
0: Does it include which? I've I've not done yeah, that county. In
1: yeah, county.
4: county.
0: You could create a county field. Yeah, you could do that. I um,
1: ACB's does not uh, okay. in 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 the part that you fill out for ACB, you just put the state that uh, that doesn't have county. But um, you can create your own field. I know in Mountain State Council, we we have county <laughs> as one of our fields.
3: It, okay. Is is that of use to you guys? At one time, we did congressional districts in our information, but we did not put it into amms but are you guys uh, interested a, in adding that kind of stuff
4: as legislative and advocacy i i uh pull my members the membership and i and i create a, a spreadsheet that includes that
0: as part of your special fields
4: uh, as part of my special fields that i do on my own i'm i i do oh, not, not have access not
0: integrated with ams though right I mean, that's okay right. too but you know that's okay too but
4: yeah. So, but okay. so for me it would be
0: of use yeah i'm just highlighting that as a as a use case for a um you know for a, a state level affiliate so
1: dan maybe you would want to suggest to your amms person to maybe add that as a, a special field and and, and, that, and
4: that's that's why i'm here tonight is because i am that I'm mem- I'm possibly on the membership committee and that's one of the things I was going to
0: suggest. Yeah. You know, cool. Don, okay. Donna, we're coming up to the end, but it all of a sudden yes. occurred to me we never talked about how you get there. You have to go to settings, and under settings, there are affiliate fields. It, it says affiliate fields. You open that up, and you get to create 10. You create labels for them. The only thing you do at that point is you know, give the heading, give the field a name, and hit save. But it's all well and good to talk about having those fields, but if you don't know how to do it, it's under settings. It's the first thing you see um it says affiliate fields okay and that's and, where you create them
2: and john i'd like to point out when you mentioned you download the spreadsheet from the database i always rename it in to include the date that i do that i do that, I do that too
0: yeah very good protocol yeah,
1: yeah. I, I do that well gosh we have <laughs> just about done our time. Are, are there any other hands? If, if we have any, it'd have to be real quick. No. Okay. So
7: I have a question. I, I have a question. Why don't we ask uh, how many of you on the call raise your hand if you would like another session on how to uh, how to uh, use Excel to to uh, sort your data and and pull you know pull reports and stuff like that
1: are there any raised hands tonight there's two i heard a couple yeah well and the right people might not be here that that would need that you know so we might want to put that out like on the president's list and stuff like that too you know and see yeah
2: and i think um asking that question in the trainings that they're doing for the database would be a good idea
1: yeah yeah well i want to thank everybody uh for being here thank the audience thank our panelists nancy and cheryl and carrie and john there's been a lot of information shared here tonight and hopefully if your amms people were unable to attend that maybe Number one, they could listen to the recording, but number two, that maybe you can take some information back to them. And if you're the AMMS person, hopefully this has been helpful to you. And so uh, in February, at this point, our training uh, is supposed to be, it would be on uh, February 8th is the date, but uh, also, it is planning to um, talk about how to run effective meetings. It kind of piggybacks our presentation from the convention this past summer. So, again, thank everyone for coming. And hopefully, everybody has good luck with working with AMMS. And everybody take care and have a good rest of the evening. All right. All right.
4: I'm going to end it.
1: Uh, and this. Thank you, Dan.